When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? abundance lover, or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from an old season of The Real Houses of Orange County, but the energy is the same. This week, on episode two of the season of Real Houses of Orange County, I loved this week even better than the premiere. I love the Heather Dubrow, Shannon Storms of it all, and just seeing Terry and Heather sit down in that big-ass house, talking shit on Shannon. I felt alive in a way that I haven't felt on this show in so, so long. So the future is looking bright in the words of Shannon's uh, tagline. We got the taglines this week. We got to run through those. Also on Everything Iconic this week, we have Kyle Richards, Kyle the Splits Richard, and Betsy Brandt, who star in Housewives of the North Pole, which is now on Peacock. You can watch it. It's a lovely little holiday film. 
super cute. And I did ask Kyle some housewives questions, so you don't think that splits got away that easy. I had to ask about the rumors about Kathy and the two million two million dollar contract she allegedly wants, and find out what's going on over there in the Beverly Hills. Uh, but before we get into that interview, we got to go through these uh, Orange County taglines and then the episode. So Shannon, her tagline this season is: "This storms has found her sunshine, and the future is looking bright." Now, she's really leaning into that name, Storms, and I'm not sure (laughs) that it completely works, but she's doing it anyway. Then, of course, we have Hip. She says, these days, I don't just raise the bar, I close it down, too. Happy for Hip, although I do miss her just yelling Hip in the middle of her tagline. Hip! I miss it. I miss it. Noella, one of the new wives, her tagline is, in the OC. It's easier to fit in, but much more fun to stand out. And then, of course, we have Dr. Jen, a new housewife. I'm not afraid of a little jab. And the ones I give are the best. Now, I love Heather Dubrow. Hers is my second favorite. Heather Dubrow tagline is, if you'd like to reach my standards, I suggest you get a ladder. Now, it's a really obnoxious, pretentious, horrendous tagline, and I love every little word of it. That's what I want from Heather Dubrow. She's so pretentious, and the money talk, what do they say, money talks, wealth whispers? I feel like she's shouting from the rooftops about that money. Love it. Now, my favorite tagline, everyone sit back, this is my favorite tagline, it's of course Gina Casita. Her tagline is, I've still got a small house, but I'm living large. Now, I love the fact that she just straight up referenced her small house in her tagline. Beautiful, stunning, perfect. No notes. I love it. I've still got a small house, but I'm living large. Truly, whoever, whatever gay PA on set made her do that tagline, I salute you because that was flawless work. Flawless work. So we got all these taglines. I am a little bit upset that this Nicole woman, who seems very unhinged, she's not a main cast member. And again, she allegedly like leaves partially through the season or something. And I would kind of like her to stick around because it's a weird dynamic. And I'm not sure what exactly is going on when she sued the Debros, which we'll get into. And then she was crying and then they had to console her. Oh my God. But we opened this week on the party. So the party at Heather Rose house, all of the cast arrives and they got Nobu uh, making the sushi for it. Heather Dubrow says that they uh, spent $36,000 on this night. $36,000 on this sushi party from Nobu. Now $36,000 can get you a lot of things. And uh, those things shouldn't include a cast party for the Real Houses of Orange County. Now I'm glad they're doing it because of course we want to see the opulence. We want to see the wealth. However, if I was in the Dubrow's shoes, I just feel like I would want to spend that money elsewhere. But I'm glad they're spending it on screen. And then they didn't even get to the entrees. So all that money was spent for nothing because they didn't even get to the servant of the food. Noella just went up to the daughter and said, I'm a bisexual too. And then the party ended. That was just how it all ended. Oh, which we're going to talk about that. You guys, do you hear my vo- voice is really extra hoarse because I'm recording at night. Normally I do it in the morning after my coffee. But today I got to do it after the show because I didn't get to watch it until late night. I feel like I got a Countess Luanna smoker's voice. I feel like I should be singing Chic C'est la vie. C'est bon, c'est bon. Because I got a little bit of a rasp in my voice. Anyway, Dr. Jen met Noella through Bronwyn. We're getting another Bronwyn mention. I'm very nervous about this. Every time I hear Bronwyn's name, I think... I'm nervous she's going to be strutting on the screen into frame, and I don't want to see that. And so every time they mention I'm getting a little scared, but they do know each other through her. Now, Dr. Jen says it's hard for her to relate to people like Noella who don't work because Dr. Jen is busy. She's filling people up with the Botox and all of that kind of stuff. 
So I want to see if I got all this right. Apparently, Shannon had heard that Nicole had sued Dr. Terry Dubrow, and then Shannon went and told Hip and Casita. And she told Hip and Casita, do not tell Heather about this. But obviously, Shannon wanted them to tell Heather about this and make it a storyline on the show. Now, here's the thing. Shannon had said on this episode, she did not want them to say anything. She thought that she could trust Hip and Casita. Now, that's all a big bag of bullshit. And I think we can all see that on the screen as it plays out. Heather knows it's bullshit. Hip and Casita know it's bullshit. The whole gang knows it's bullshit. But I want to offer another extra reason why this is bullshit. And that's because Shannon Bador, Shannon Storms, nay, she had survived the big cast shakeup that got rid of Bronwyn, uh, Kelly Dodd, and that other one. Now, Shannon knew that once they got rid of Vicky and Tamara, she was on thin ice. Then she survived that other cast exodus. And now she was probably holding on for dear life when they started filming this season of The Real House of Orange County. So I do not believe for a second that this big storyline or this big thing that was behind the scenes happening that Shannon didn't want Heather to know about. Obviously, Shannon wanted that out because she needed to save the program, not only for herself, but she needed to save the show uh, for the show's sake because Shannon has lasted through a lot of these big cast changes and she knows the show's not going to go on forever uh, unless they make a good show. Now, last season was a terrible show. So Shannon is smart enough to know that they need to give a good storyline for the season. And although they had Heather coming back, Shannon still is smart enough to know they need something else. They can't just have that big-ass house. They need a storyline. So she ran up to Hip and Casita and said, look, this one tried to sue the DeBros. And then later in the episode, she's saying, oh, I don't want them to tell. I don't want them to say that. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, bullshit, Shannon. That's a bag of bullshit. She obviously wanted everyone to know. And it all came to a head at this uh, big party. Now, Heather was trying to get everyone to have a nibble. I don't know if you caught this. She said, everyone have a nibble. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking to? Is Shannon's dog Archie here? Like, why are you telling everyone to have a nibble? It was such a weird way to say, like, let's go start eating. Now, again, they didn't get to the entrees, but they did get to the nibbles. And I love a good nibble. I'm assuming a nibble is like the appetizer. But it was just strange to me that Heather was like, everyone, let's have a nibble. Should we go have a nibble? Let's have a nibble. And then meanwhile, before they, I think maybe before they had the nibble or right around the time they were going to have the nibble, Heather gathered everyone for a group photo. She's like, let's do a group photo, girls. And it was like an awkward group photo thing. Now, all of the dynamics amongst this cast are weird because the chemistry is really strange. I mean, none of these women, again, would hang out with each other in real life. Of course, they're cast on this TV show, so they have to for their paychecks. Uh, but it's clear that Noella and Shannon would not hang out ever, and yet they're trying to force a friendship. I know there's a lot of scripted things happening on this program, and I like it. Again, not complaining. But probably the most egregious is the Shannon-Noella dynamic that they're forcing down our throats. Because I know Shannon would never talk to this woman. And she even said some awful things in her confessional. I mean, Shannon was saying terrible things about all the women in the confessional about their looks. And she said something like, I wonder, I might have worn that when I was younger. Or, I don't know. I, I, maybe I just don't like Shannon. I know you guys. I just don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like her. Uh, but then uh, they're trying to force it. And then Noella, even when she saw that Shannon was upset, Noella went over to Shannon and was like, are you okay? And I was like, Noella, you don't give a fuck about Shannon. <laughs> Excuse my language, but it's true, right? Are you guys feeling that way? I'm like, there's no way that these two are friends. I almost feel like the two of them are going into the season being like, well, it'll be a surprise if for the audience if we're friends or no one's going to expect it. And it's like, yeah, we don't expect it because it's not natural. Like, I, it's not natural for the two of those two to be friends. I'm sorry, it's just not. And Shannon, again, in her confessional, she says she uh, says she's much older than this woman. She doesn't dress like her, but maybe she would have when she was younger. You know, she said, well, maybe when I was a little girl. 
Little girl. <laughs> Little girl. So uh, it, there's no way that these two would be friends. Uh, and then what are the other dynamics? I guess Casita and Hip are the only ones who feel like they're friends. Heather are on this group, you guys. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I still feel like maybe they should have like cast another person that was maybe as rich as Heather. Or maybe not even as rich, but just had the same vibe as Heather. I don't think it has to do so much with the money. But Heather just has a different, kind of more pretentious vibe than everyone else. So she feels like the odd man out. You know, and I gotta tell you something. I was watching Home Alone, as one does over the holiday season. I watch it a hundred times. Every time I see it on the television, I uh, sit down for at least an hour and a half and watch it. And I was looking at the McAllister family. Now that family, we have Buzz, we have uh, Fuller, who needs to go easy on the Pepsi. You know, he's always pissing his pants, ruining the family vacations. We have Kevin, who, of course, is left home alone. And then we have one member of the family who, to me, sticks out. And I was thinking, she's very much the Heather Dubrow of the family. And, of course, I'm referring to this woman. You're what the French call les incompetents. What? If that's not a little pretentious Heather Dubrow in the making, I don't know what is. And so that woman sticks out in Home Alone, and I feel like Heather Dubrow sticks out on this program, because none of the vibe is the same with Heather Dubrow and any of these women. I mean, I can't see Heather Dubrow hanging out with Noella. Obviously, her and Shannon will never get along. And then even when she was sitting down with Hippocasita at the end of the episode, I'm like, they're all trying to give us a show and act civil towards each other. And they definitely appear as co-workers. In the scene that we were watching as they sat for lunch, I thought, oh yeah, they're co-workers. They seem like nice. You know how you, I, and I mean that in a good way. I mean like when you get along with a co-worker, right? We all have those people that we work with in the office, you know, that you like enough and that you get along with at work, but then you go home and you never think about them again. And I feel like that's what Heather Dubrow is doing with Hip and Casita. But even Dr. Jen, I'm like, I can't see Dr. Jen and Heather hanging out. I'm liking Dr. Jen, though, so far. I do feel like she's a good addition. She seems, I don't know, I, I, she seems like a nice gal, although she also seems really normal. I'm concerned about that with Dr. Jen. She seems like a normal gal. She seems like someone I'd want to get a drink with. And she seems stable. Nothing seems too crazy. She's got the little puppers, or whatever the fuck the dog's name is. She's got the husband who doesn't like to wear the blouse. Now, a lot of you also corrected me. You said his name because I, I commented on the way his name is spelled. It's Ryan, but it's... I think R-Y-N-E. You guys said it's some sports player or something. So my apologies that he's allegedly named after a sports player. But, you know, if you expect me to know that, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Okay? <laughs> if you're expecting me to know uh, sports teams uh, and sports players' names, then you need to turn on a different podcast because everything iconic ain't it. If you're looking for a podcast uh, where the host knows every Tony Collette role, then you're at the right place. But if you're asking me to know a bunch of sports teams, mm -mm, not going to do it. Anyway, uh, let's see what else is going on. Terry shows up and then goes right to bed. But then he comes back down because he finds out somebody there was suing him. Uh, but Terry, when he did show up, you guys, I'm excited to see Terry. I know that he is probably the thirstiest house husband in all of history. I mean, maybe, maybe all of history. But I love that thirst monster so much. And I also hate him. I also hate you guys know what I mean, right? Like you we hate him, but we also love him and I missed him terribly, although back in the day, remember when he was sitting around that table and begging for his onion rings, I got pissed. I was like, We need to get rid of the Debros, they're annoying as fuck. And then we got rid of him and I missed him and now that we're back, I'm loving him, but I'm sure within a season or two I'll hate him again. And that's my right as a Housewives viewer. That's what we're supposed to do. So right now I'm loving Terry, that thirst monster, and uh, Heather Shamps to bro. I'm loving them both. Uh, 
Uh, so then at the party, Shannon at one point lies to all of our faces and their faces. She says, cheers to fun and meeting new people, which I'm so excited about. And I thought, uh-uh, Shannon, you're a big old wet blanket. This is the audio equivalent of Shannon uh, Storms. <laughs> I do not care for Shannon, you guys. Oh, she's such a wet blanket to me. Although, again, necessary for the show right at this moment. I'm really loving the dynamic between Heather and Shannon, so I don't want her to go. But I do think she's a big old... You know that uh, commercial about the depression? You know that, And I say this as someone who suffered from depression. And uh, my inner... Uh, inner visual at times has been that big ball in the commercial that's just sort of like hopping around. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? That little animated blob that just sort of like bounces around and it's got like a rain cloud over him and it's like a drawing. I feel like that's what I see every time I see Shannon Storms. I don't know what it is. I can't get past it. Uh, at the party, they all start talking about Nicole's boob job. So Hip and Pasita, they start to feel each other up just to get Nicole to start talking about her boob job, because allegedly that's what happened. She got the bad boob job from Terry Dubrow. And then she sued him under the advice of some attorneys. So we learn later in the episode that Nicole didn't even want to sue Terry Dubrow, and she dropped the lawsuit, but she had some attorneys that told her to sue him. But it was interesting to me seeing Hip and Casita trying to get Nicole to talk about it, because, you know, in the Housewives, they've been around long enough to know that we need to get the women to talk about it. So the only way they could do that was to start feeling each other up, and it was like that just is Housewives in a nutshell. It was like they're all standing around, Hip and Casita were like, feel my breast emily kept saying like feel my boobs feel it and they had to just keep feeling each other up just to get the conversation going like just to get the storyline out and so they were really working hard for that paycheck and jennifer aniston certainly wasn't doing that on friends you know or uh i'm sure gene smart on the set of hacks isn't having to get the scene going by asking her co-stars to feel her up but on the real houses of orange county they got to do what they got to do to get the storylines moving and so i appreciate hip and casita going there going to second base just to get nicole's uh, storyline about soon the bros out out and about i really like that now uh what else is going on gina and heather they really connect about being from new york they had a hiccup this episode but it seems like they're getting back on track i love them gina's also incredibly funny incredibly funny she had a couple lines this episode there was that one moment where uh hip and nicole were fighting and nicole kept saying to emily like sit down sit down and emily's like i am fucking sitting down and then gina's like she's seated <laughs> i don't know her delivery was funny and i want her to get a netflix comedy special is what i'm trying to say um so yeah there's this whole moment with nicole and hip because Emily's asking her, like, what do you bring in? Did you sue them? And then somehow those two got in a fight. And then, yeah, Nicole kept yelling at Emily, sit down, sit down. And then Emily eventually, like, storms off, just as Storm's Bedore is getting into frame. And then as Emily storms off, Gina's like, I think we can fix this, she's saying to the group. And Emily's like, you're coming with me! You know, she's yelling at Gina. Those are the only two on this show that I feel like Emily and Gina are actually friends. It doesn't feel forced to me. And when she said that, you're coming with me, I thought that's a real friend, like a best friend. If I'm in a fight with someone, my best friend better be chasing me out of the party. Like, I don't want my best friend talking to the other people. I want them chasing after me and consoling me. And so that's what I appreciate about that little moment. Now, uh, Shannon said to them, we made a promise. If this is the same Nicole, we weren't going to talk about it. And I was like, okay, Shannon, lying to our faces. Uh, and then Shannon walks up to Heather, who was sitting down with Gina. And she starts to yell at Gina, and then Heather walks away. Gina starts arguing with Shannon. 
And, oh, this was another funny line. Gina said something about, it's not the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but she said it in that way of the the New York accent and like she's got peanut butter in her mouth. That's how I feel like Gina always is talking. She's like, it's not the sisterhood of the traveling pants. But it was like, good timing. It was like good comedic timing. And then uh, that was when Noella walked up to Shannon to console her. Shannon went back up to Heather. Heather broke the fourth wall and she's like, no filming. We're, we are camera down. Terry uh, was upstairs. Heather is yelling upstairs. She says, Terry, I'm leaving the show right now. It's over. I was on the edge of my seat. I thought, uh-oh, are we going to lose Heather this quickly? I can't get rid of her. I need Heather around. And luckily, she's not going anywhere because she got Terry. And then they had this really, this moment where I got the chills. I got the goosebumps, the goose pimples. Heather and Terry Debro walking downstairs. And they were arm in arm. And they were walking up to uh, Nicole. And she, he said, Terry Debro said something to her like, are you the one that sued me or something like that? And I was like, oh my God, you guys. Like, this is A plus TV. Fantastic TV. Went right up to her. Right arm in arm, he said, Are you Nicole Wise? You sued me. Terry to Nicole. Then Nicole says she was pushed by the attorneys. And then it flips and they all start con- uh, consoling a crying Nicole. Meanwhile, uh, Emily and Gina were trying to get out of the house. Emily couldn't find the door. She's like, Where's the fucking door to this mausoleum? She called it. Because <laughs> that house is so fucking big. And then Nicole said some really awful things about Emily needing a diet. She said it to Dr. Jen. And I'm not sure if Dr. Jen stuck up for Emily in the moment, or maybe Dr. Jen was just shell-shocked, because Dr. Jen, again, seems like a normal human being. And it's probably like, what the fuck did I get into? Like, where am I? But I did not appreciate that, and I hope Nicole knows that. If Nicole's listening, you need to cool it. Okay, we do not like that. We do not care for that. Emily's a beautiful gal. She is perfect and stunning how she is. So you need to cool it. You need to cool it. You hear me? So then, oh, there was this moment when Heather said to Shannon, I'm disappointed. She said, I'm disappointed. Disappointed. When you when somebody says they're disappointed, you know a parent says that or something. That's the worst. I'd rather someone just call me an asshole or, I don't know, something else, because I don't want to hear somebody say they're disappointed in me. That's when I feel the worst about myself. Now, I just live for them fighting. Heather did like a kind of a callback. She's like, said something like, we're done, please leave, which reminded me of that time uh, the Dubros kicked Shannon out of their house that uh, a couple seasons ago. That was so good. But all this lawsuit stuff is fascinating to me. And Terry doesn't even know like what lawsuits he's in. He's like, I'm a doctor. I get, I get sued all the time. He's used to hearing that law and order sound effect because uh, Terry Dubros in the courtroom all the time. He's a doctor, he says. He happens. It happens. And I wonder. I'd like to see the court cases. I'd like to see the records. Because uh, Terry says it happens a lot. And I can only imagine, like, when you're dealing with plastic surgery, I think that's a hard thing, too. Because people go into the plastic surgery expecting something, and then they come out looking like something different. And so I do think there's probably a lot of people who are unsatisfied. But sometimes you can't fix it. And if somebody has... I would imagine a lot of people who get plastic surgery have a a little bit of body dysmorphia, which I, again, say that as someone who has body dysmorphia. And so when you go to try to fix something, it's never going to be perfect because unless the inside is perfect, the outside is not going to match. Do you get what I'm saying? If the body dysmorphia is going to make you look however the body dysmorphia wants to make you look. And so you might go in for plastic surgery, you come out, and they might have done a great job, but you're going to think something else. Does that make any sense? I think it makes sense. Did we talk about the awkward Noella moment where she just said to Max, I'm a bisexual too? I feel like we talked about it earlier, but we should devote at least another 25 minutes to it. Because I actually believe 
that Noella was being nice. I knew it was played for sort of like almost, almost like Shannon was looking at her like it was a little predatory or something like that. But I had thought Noella was just being like a nice person because she heard that Max was bisexual. Heather, the mom, told her that she was bisexual. And so Noella was just being like, yeah, I'm bisexual too. And I thought that was a good thing. It didn't feel like she was flirting with a young daughter or anything like that. It just felt like she was connecting and maybe thinking like, oh, I can, this is a young person who's newly bisexual. Maybe I could offer some advice. You know, the LGBTQ community, sometimes you need an older person. I remember when I was a little baby gay coming out of the closet, you meet an older gay and you need their help and their, their guidance. Did you guys see that gay show with Colton on The Bachelorette? They had, um, I didn't watch it, but they have Gus uh, Kenworthy. And they in the press release and everything, they keep calling Gus Kenworthy his gay guide. His gay guide. And I believe that everyone does need a gay guide. A gay guide. They do need a Everyone needs a gay guide. That's a hard thing to say. Gay guide. Little girl. Little girl. Little girl. Do you hear that hoarseness in my voice, though? Isn't it so hoarse? She say la vie. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. We have arrived. <laughs> I need to record a, a song like uh, Countess Luann right now because I feel like the voice is hoarse. <sighs> okay, what else is going on? Oh, uh, Heather also pulled aside Jean and, and Shannon. She said something like, uh, people say don't shoot the fucking messenger, but I do shoot the messenger or something like that. I didn't even know what she was saying, but I was scared to shit my pants. Heather's scary. She says something, she sort of scolds people. You're what the French call les incompetents. Les incompetents. Les incompetents. She kicks everyone out of the house. Next day, we see uh, Emily and Gina invite Heather to lunch. We see Shannon sitting with Archie. Oh, isn't Archie the cutest? That dog. I love that dog. Give that dog an orange. That dog is a star. Gorgeous little Archie. I just want to cuddle up with Archie. Don't you just want to lay and watch the holiday with Archie? What I would give to watch a Nancy Myers film with that dog. I don't want Shannon in the room at all. You know, I can't stand the woman. But I would give my left leg to sit and watch the holiday with Archie. A nice warm cup of cocoa or a spiked rum and some Christmas holiday lights. Ah, you guys, there would be nothing better. In a cozy house, a cozy cottage with with Archie cuddled up on a a bed with a barefoot dreams blanket. Ah, nothing better. Nothing better. Cozy Earth blanket. Cozy Earth's a sponsor. And we love Cozy Earth. If you want a cozy blanket, go to Cozy Earth. I don't know. Use code Iconic. Is that a code? I feel like that's a promo code. We love Cozy Earth. Barefoot Dreams, though, also, I just want to let everyone know, if you're looking for something, a good gift for the holiday season, I love me some Barefoot Dreams. I do. They're not a sponsor, but they should be. We love you, Barefoot Dreams. Call me. Uh, What else is going on? We do... um, Yeah, that's the end of the night. I think we talked about the next day. We talked about the dog. Oh, Terry and Heather talking shit on Shannon and the 36K they paid for the party. Ah, you guys. Terry's like, that is infuriating. And I was like, Terry, $36,000. I feel like he said that one sentence and that was it. He forgot about it. I know they're loaded, but I still feel like they should be more upset about the $36,000 party that they just did for this program. Uh, But again, God bless. God bless. I'm glad they are doing this for the show. Then we see Dr. Jen and the husband. Uh, The husband sort of checked out. 
she's trying to get some business or something going and he's not interested. He's like, I'm trying to order my meal. And to be honest, I don't even know what they were talking about because I got distracted. Something happened. I don't know what I was doing. I, st- I told you guys I'm moving. My house is a war zone right now. It's really, it's really upsetting. It feels so chaotic. I, those of you out there have moved. We started packing everything. We have boxes everywhere. We're trying to keep all the boxes in one spot, but it's almost impossible, right? And so I hope, feel like my whole life is chaotic right now with these boxes. And I'm trying to not be stressed, but of course I'm stressed. The holidays are already stressful enough. Christmas is coming. I'm stressed enough, and now i got to worry about moving. This is uh, how Mary and Joseph must have felt when they were thrown away from the inn, because they got to find somewhere else to live, and that's what's going on here at the Pellegrino house. Ah, i got boxes everywhere. <sighs> too much. It's too much, you guys. I'm chaotic. I feel chaotic. You could probably hear it in my voice. Probably say, Danny's sounding chaotic right now. And not only is my voice hoarse because I'm recording this at night, but I'm also feeling chaotic because of the boxes everywhere. So then, uh, let's see, uh, Hip and her husband Bar are at a restaurant, and they're in a good place. He got sick when he got COVID, but he passed the bar once they lowered it, and now they're in a good place. And they talk about faith. Emily's really going through a struggle of faith right now with the kids because the kid wants to be a faith-based person. I've been really, I've always been fascinated by religion. You guys know I'm not a super religious person, but I'm very fascinated by people who are. And so I'm anxious to see this storyline play out. I'm very excited to see it play out and see where they all land. Then, again, Hip, Casita, and Champs, they have dinner. Gina's so relaxed on camera lately. She's a star. I think the thing is, when Heather joined the show, she was really rich, but she was the new girl. So she was coming into a show that had been long-standing, and she was an actress beforehand. Terry didn't have the spinoff show, so I felt like the dynamics were a little different when Heather joined the cast and had to... Uh, become friends with Vicky and Tamara, who I don't think ordinarily she would have been friends with, but because of the the power status as she came in, it was different. But now, as Heather's coming in rich, Terry's got the spinoff even richer, and uh, these other women are there, but the show was sort of a flop when Heather wasn't around. So I think the dynamics are strange, and and maybe that's why I'm feeling off about all of it. But it feels awkward, doesn't it? It's just, and I, I love the episode, but something's odd about it, right? Am I crazy? Uh, Heather did see though in this in this scene that Gina started to cry because Gina was telling the story about being at a barbecue with the ex husband, the asshole who uh, was cheating or whatever, and she was at the barbecue of this woman's house, and Gina had a smile on and was having a gay old time at the barbecue, and then everyone at the barbecue knew that this woman was the one who cheated with the uh, ex husband asshole. So she tells that story and she gets a little choked up and Heather, the actress that she is, saw this moment and was like, uh-oh, I need to give a moment. So she tries to get a tear out and she says, I love my family. And she tried to get an emotional moment and then she realized she couldn't do it. You know, because Heather's a sitcom actress. I don't think Heather's really a dramatic actress and I don't feel like I'm being mean in saying that. I just don't think that we're going to see Heather Dubrow appearing on Succession or some big drama. I think Heather Dubrow is going to be appearing on something on CBS uh, with a uh, laugh track. Uh, she's not going to be appearing on something with uh, dramatic stakes. And so she did try to cry, and it didn't work, but I did appreciate the effort. And they say that je- uh, Shannon is jealous, and that's completely true. 100% true. No doubt in my mind that Shannon is jealous. We know that it's true. We can see it in front of us. We can see it in Shannon's eyes. It's all right there. Heather says Shannon told her not to trust Jean and Emily because they're manipulative. So Heather just threw Shannon under the bus. It didn't last long, that friendship between Heather and Shannon. Earlier in the season, the first episode, it seemed like those two might be in cahoots. And it was like, uh-uh, not going to work. Not going to work. 
So Shannon, uh, obviously no one likes her. Not a single person in this cast likes Shannon, and she doesn't fit in at all. At least with Heather, they're kind of kissing her ass. But with Shannon, they obviously hate that woman because Shannon is this. And so, although, <laughs> although that might make for a good housewife, I would imagine as a friend that would be exhausting. And so, again, I want to apologize to everyone because I know I'm going to get complaints. People always write when if they feel like I'm being too mean to someone or too nice to someone, you know, people will say, oh, I'm too biased about Shannon or whatever. And I just am giving you guys this warning. I said in the first episode, I'm going to say it again. I do not care for that woman. She is a wet blanket. And I do respect her on this program, but I do not care for her. So I don't want to get the DMs where you guys are saying I'm too mean to Shannon because I'm trying to be upfront and honest with you all. I do not care for her. And I just want to be honest and open uh, and and own it. I want to own it. Anyway, you guys, that was this week's episode of The Real Houses of Orange County. I want to play my interview with Kyle The Splits Richards and Betsy Brandt, who was previously on Breaking Bad. They both star in this new movie, Housewives of the North Pole. It's super cute. It's on the Peacock, which Kyle Richards is owning the Peacock these days. She's on 100 Things on the Peacock. So I did get some good scoop about maybe an agency spinoff. I will put this interview up on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one so you can view it there. I try to get all the interviews up on the YouTube as soon as I can. It's usually about a week or two after they air, but this one I should have ready a little bit earlier. Uh, so again, go like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. I'm on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and let's, uh, let's all have a good week here. Let's all have a gay old week. I'm sending all my love your way. And please enjoy my chat with Kyle Richards and Betsy Brandt of The Housewives of the North Pole, which is a scripted movie. I feel like I need to say that. It's not a reality thing. Uh, it's actually like one of those Hallmark Lifetime holiday movies that we love. It's really cheesy, but like in a really fun, lovely, like I loved it, you guys. I thought it was great. Oh, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but there's a lot of like good little Housewives Easter eggs in it. There's a few little, I don't want to spoil it, but there's some good Housewives stuff in it. Uh, and it's just festive and cute. So put it on while you're decorating the tree and making the cookies. I love you all so much for listening. Uh, stay safe, and we will uh, talk later this week for The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City next week. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. 
That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free, installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Kyle, I got to talk to you when you were doing Halloween press. Now you're doing Christmas press. What's the holiday is next, Kyle? I don't know. Valentine's Day, maybe? <laughs> we we need to get a peacock. Or is it a scary Valentine's It's going to be maybe a scary Valentine's. Yeah, it's scary. Thank, okay. We missed the Thanksgiving movie. Uh, Betsy, I'm curious, uh, this is sort of your first foray into the world of housewives. And I know it's a scripted holiday, lovely romantic movie. Uh, but were you familiar with the world of housewives and did you have any hesitation when you even just heard that word? (laughs) (laughs) Why would I hesitate? Of course. Have you you seen the show? (laughs) I, I am not versed in in the land of housewives but i am a huge fan of kyle kyle i'm curious if there's any memories that you have that stick out in your mind around the holidays of course we know your sisters kathy and kim and is there something that sort of jumps out or even like a toy that you really wanted as a kid that you remember getting oh my god i just remember you know my my mom would go all out and my dad too but um, I was the youngest, so they really kept the, you know, Santa alive and going. And one oh, time my yeah. mom had my uncle dress up in a Santa suit and banging on all the windows on the house and scared me to death. I'm like, who thought that was a good idea? My mom made some weird choices. So, um, but yeah, I always wanted a baby alive. I really loved to get, you remember baby alive? You feed no. it and then it went to the bathroom in the diaper. I loved a baby alive. I bought all my girls a baby alive. 
Betsy, did you have a toy, Betsy, that you really loved that you always wanted? I did wanted? not have a baby alive. Um, I had a glow worm. Oh, a glow worm. A glow worm. <laughs> I love, I mean, for, I think my biggest Christmas gift was Barbie dream house assembled. So you get up and it's like, there's this amazing dream house that Santa um, left and, and a convertible. I, he also left a convertible for Barbie, not for, for Barbie. Child. <laughs> right, right. Child. Barbie, Barbie, Barbie would be a loser if he didn't assemble it. Yes. Come on, Santa. Do Sometimes you get, get, to work. To get to work, Santa. <laughs> uh, Kyle, tell me about this movie, The Housewives of the North Pole. I thought it was so super cute and I'm a huge fan of the genre. So what attracted you to it? Um, well, the script was just amazing. I love holiday movies so much. And, you know, to be able to do something like this was honestly a dream come true. And it just had so much heart and soul. And um, it was just, you know, about to me, love and relationships of two best friends of this young love. And um, I just knew it was going to be magical because this director, Ron Oliver, this is like, this is his um, wheelhouse. So um, it was just, you know, it just sold me right away. I was really excited from the beginning. I think one of the most important things for a made for TV Christmas movie is the the festivity on screen. And I think it, the cinematography is super important. And this movie had Christmas all over the screen, which I really appreciated because sometimes some of the newer networks are getting into the Christmas movie space and they forget to, to cover every inch of the screen with with lights and twinkle lights and trees and reds and greens. And this movie had that. And so I really appreciated it. And I thought it was just you lovely. were so excited. Every we, we were, you know, we were wearing oh our holiday clothing and we would peek in the monitor and always think, gosh, it looks it looks so beautiful, this movie. Right, right. And we we were kind of denied Christmas last year. So when we were shooting this, I'm like, I could do it now. I could so I could do get a tree. We could do I bake the cookies like today. Yeah. Today. yeah. So fun. Yeah. Whenever you want to celebrate, I think it's uh important to do so. Uh Betsy, I want to dive into some of your past work. Specifically, there was a role you did that I just want to know everything about. It's one of my favorite movies, of course, visually. I mentioned how visually great this movie was, but visually Magic Mike was one of my favorite films of all time. And you played a banker. Tell me everything about that. I mean, what what do you want to know? I I want to know about Channing Tatum. How? Okay. Let's. um, So we worked together um, the first, the first day, the first scene. And um, he's lovely. He's absolutely lovely. Um, he made me do pushups in between every take because oh he did not. Um, <laughs> he kept his shirt on because it was a bank and I was like, do what you have to do. Um, it, it was really lovely. He told it, lovely. He told me his entire story because, you know, he was making another movie with Steven Soderbergh and said, I have this script about my life. And it was fascinating. I mean, that was fascinating to me. And I just, you know, it was a blast to play this woman who like, come on, imagine if you're just working in your office, every day is kind of the same. And then Channing Tatum walks in and says, I need something from you. You just say, yes. Wasn't he naked in that movie or something? Was there something about him being naked? Wait, Kyle, have you never seen Magic Mike? I didn't see Magic Mike. That's why I remember seeing things and like, uh, I, I, he was naked or something. Yeah, it's a stripper in it. 
He's a stripper. Oh, okay. So then, yes, sorry, we yes. say stripper. Sorry, right. <laughs> he's a stripper. Right, right. Stripper. Class it up. He's a stripper, dancer, oh, okay. exotic yeah, dancer. I'm now. I'm gonna go home and watch. He's it. a dancer. A dancer dances. Uh, to me, no man has ever moved that way on screen before, Kyle. It's you have to go watch it. Freakish. It's yeah. freakish what he can do with his body. Did you see him in Step Up? Yeah, I mean Step Up. And now I, they, I just read they're doing another Magic Mike, and I'm so excited because yeah, it's. It's sexy, but also like just dance wise, so great. And yeah, yeah. Was, so I had to um, ask you about that. Being pressed with those guys being on that red carpet was just like, it was amazing. It was too much, but it was great. And they were, it was a really, really lovely group of very handsome men. I love that. I love that, Kyle. I got to ask you some housewife questions. I'm sorry about this, but maybe we could do like a quick lightning round. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. 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 Um, so, how is next season different than the last? Oh, new people, shift in dynamics, of course. Um, We've kind of, you know, things are quieter now with the whole Erica topic. So there's just all new things going on. Everything, everyone in the cast has new things going on in their lives. And um, it just kind of started out with a bang, which you you never know what's going to happen because our show is not scripted or set up, as as you know. Um, You just never know how we're going to, you know, if it's going to be a slow start. But no, it just came right out of the gate, like you know, gangbusters. Oh, I'm excited. Is Kathy back? There are all these rumors that Kathy wanted 2 million to be a friend of for the season. That's not true. I don't know where they come up with these numbers, but that is not true. Um, she was just busy shooting Paris's um, wedding. I mean, shooting planning and they were shooting it too, actually for Peacock. But um, no, that's, that's the only reason she wasn't there as of yet. Who was the most drunk at Paris's wedding? I don't know. I didn't see. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see anybody super drunk at Paris's wedding. We were just at, having fun. At the Beverly Hills reunion, did the Hulu documentary about Erica Jane and Tom Girardi ever come up? Or uh, was that just never brought up because did it's not, not NBC Universe? But the, I saw Andy asked a lot of questions about Erica Jane, but never about the Hulu, the Hulu documentary never came up. And I felt like it was such a cultural moment that everyone in the Housewives world was watching. I think nobody cares about that Hulu documentary. <laughs> oh, the shame. Oh, I'm sorry. Or the new one. But I don't remember it coming up. Uh, who did you connect with the most in the least on Ultimate Girls Trip? Real Housewives? I think um, I would say probably the least Cynthia, because we, you know, had a you know a problem during uh, the Bailey Q, whatever. And and I mean, but we're OK now. So I, I, I feel bad even mention that. And, and then the rest of the ladies, all of them, really. Honestly, I talk, they text me all the time. On Potomac, there was a Nicki Minaj guest hosting the reunion. Is there someone you would love to come in and guest host the Real Houses of Beverly Hills reunion? Yeah, Chrissy Teigen. That would be I thought fun. about that yesterday for some reason, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll move on. Betsy, The Housewives of the North Pole, why should people sit down and watch it with the family? Now, I know why I loved it, but like, what do you think is going to you know, bring the whole family together about this movie? I think it's it's the Christmas movie that we need right now. It's really festive. It's really sweet. It's you know there's there's a little bit of drama in it, but it's um, it's just about people like you know celebrating, being joyful together, and um, forgiving one another. Yeah, I know. And I said I was. I said <laughs> I was moving on from Housewives, but Betsy, are you at least familiar with like the Tom Girardi, Erica Jane stuff? I, I so okay. I am familiar, and please know. I say like everybody should do what they want to do. I I feel like um, 
I'm familiar, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about Erica Jane. You can walk me through it. Okay. Well, see, I was just going to ask because you were also on a show called Breaking Bad, and I was wondering who do you think committed more crimes, Walter White or Tom Girardi? Erica Jane was not on Breaking Bad because I would remember. <laughs> I remember everybody. Um, I don't know if she read for the role. Maybe she was offer only, but she was she was not on it. Um, what can we talk about? A, I don't have my lawyer here. Can we no, talk no, about no, we can, crime? We just plead the fifth. Just, just plead the fifth. You can plead the fifth. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's ask. I want to ask some Christmas stuff. So, favorite Christmas song? Wham. Last yeah. Christmas. Classic Kyle. I also like the remake. Oh my God. I'm like, um, I, I have so many. I listen to it all day long. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Of course, I love Mariah Carey's, you know, oh, obviously. Such a good one. That's such a good one. But I also like to go really old school because it makes me think of my mom, but like Johnny Mathis. Oh, I love Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis. Christmas is so good. Right? Right? Yes, I love it. It's we love so Johnny classic. Mathis. Oh my no God. It's <laughs> my childhood. That's my childhood. Me too. So it makes you think of my mom. You know, I like I like the old and I I love uh, Michael Bublé. So um I Michael Bublé, it's Michael, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bublé. His um, voice and Elvis. Too. I love I was just yes. listening to that this morning. Elvis Christmas. So you mentioned good. your mom, and I always hear the Carpenter's Christmas song reminds me of my mom. She was like the biggest fan of that that Christmas album. Um so it always I know, me. and it takes you back in time. So, yeah. Uh, a favorite Christmas movie? Is there one that you'll watch when you see it on the TV? This one, everyone. Yes, you know, this is going to be a new classic, running on a loop in my house. Um, favorite Christmas movie? You like? Oh, I, I have like, Family Stone. Oh, Family Stone! <gasps> I love, love, love. Family, family Stone. Stone. We watch that every year. We have to watch Elf every year. Love Elf. I have. And Wait, I love- Kyle. I need to interrupt you for a second. For the Family Stone, do you think Meredith? Whose side are you on, Meredith or the Stone family? Because rewatching it, I kind of feel like they're mean to her. Yeah, she was kind of annoying. Both of those I, but are I, true. But I loved everybody, so I don't know. I I I I got that who she was, and she she played that role so well because she was annoying, but she kind of like couldn't help herself, but she meant well. So I I don't know. I loved everybody in that movie, and it really just ugh, and when the mom at the end, I just oh can't my take God. it. I just saw it. I watched it on a plane coming from Ohio to the LA for Thanksgiving, and I was sobbing on the plane. Like sobbing. I don't know why I watched it on a plane. And then Love Actually. Oh my gosh. I love it. I, I'm hesitating watching it. I've seen it a million times. Love actually the shirt because I feel a little sensitive. I feel like well, I'm a little Christmas sensitive. When he gives her, when the, um, what was the actress name? I'm just drawing a blank right now. When the wife finds. Oh, the Emma ne- Thompson. Emma oh Thompson finds God. the necklace. That's the Joni Mitchell song playing. Literally, I, I could start bawling. Crying. I'm going to cry right now. I and know. She's I know. like, you made a mockery out of my life. But then she goes out and makes the, everyone happy like a real like mom would. And it just gives me goosebumps. I want to cry. I I'm going to start. I, no, no. And Emma Thompson, when she she sort of like straightens the bed comforter before she walks out of the room to uh, pull herself together. And it's just so hard. That moment is so powerful. Oh, my God. Uh. It's. So good. And he, how can you not fall in love with Hugh Grant in that movie? I know. Yeah. They yeah. And then Dan in real life is another good one. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Betsy, I asked you about Magic Mike. Kyle, I want to dig into your IMDb for a moment. 90210, what do you remember about doing uh, 90210? Oh, my God. Uh, um, not much. Just, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was just another job. You know, I don't really, yeah, it was, you know, I played a lawyer or whatever on there. Yeah. <laughs> What's what's next for you, Kyle? Because you're sort of running the peacock right now. Of course, you popped up on Paris' show. You're on Ultimate Girls Trip, Halloween, 
Kills premiered on Peacock, and now you got Housewives of the North Pole. Like, are you, do you, did you invest? Uh, no, I didn't. But, um, you know, I, I, I so love the NBC Universal family. What can I say? You know, Halloween is and all of this stuff. Since I'm a little girl, I was thinking, you know, my first TV series when I was five years old was Little House on the Prairie on NBC. And I had a little black satin jacket with a peacock on the back. Um, they gave me one of these events. So I've kind of always been in, in this family. But um, what's I used to watch you on that. I used to watch you on Little House on that. I, I loved, know. loved, loved that show. I know, and people I don't love care about it. shows like that anymore. It raised it really, me. It really makes me sad. Well, I guess I'm allowed to say that you know I didn't know before, but I'm um, I'm I'm doing the next Halloween. I can't wait. Do you know anything about it? You must know. I'm sure you've read the script. What can you spill about it? I'm really excited. I really believe. I told you this when I interviewed you. I think you were the best part of Halloween. Uh, well, kills. That. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really nice to see the fans' reactions uh, to that. So thanks to them is why I'm in the next one. But um, I cannot spill any tea about the next one other than, um, I mean, I think if people kind of put it together, you know, that I, I lived in the last one and nobody else really did except mm. <laughs> Jamie and Andy. So um, anyway, so yeah, so that's exciting. And then I'm, I'm working on um, just producing, I'm producing uh, two projects I'm working on run, uh, right now. Are you, is there going to be an agency TV show? I feel like I've saw, seen that rumored somewhere. Uh, that's something that I'm not supposed to be talking about, but uh, yeah. Anyway, Betsy, what's going on with you? So, <laughs> Betsy, what's um, next for you? Producing the agency TV show. <laughs> um, I'm going, I'm back at um, Love, Victor, which is a show I did last season and so good, by the way. Oh Betsy, my God, so good. I love, love, love that show. Isn't it not just my kids and I are yeah. huge, huge fans. Um, so it's happy to, to jump onto that. And then, um, and I hate saying this cause it's, I just like, I will tell almost anybody, anything they want to know, but then I'm, I'm working on something in January, but I cannot talk about it, but it is very exciting. It's really oh, exciting. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. I know. I know. What a tease. I hate, I hate nothing. So Kyle's got the agency show. We need to, we also need to get you. I, I on. did it. I, I did not say that. I did not say that. No, 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 no. I know I'm being shady. No, I just said there, there are some rumors out there about that. And I acknowledge that. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the sets of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. Uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, 
I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Um, Betsy, we need to get you in Magic Mike 3 too. We need the banker to come back. And then yeah, you need to invite me to set when that happens. I'm, of course. Well, yeah, I need you there. I, 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 I mean, you need to come too. You because absolutely. Maybe I can be an extra you, or something. I, I come with a group scenes. of people. I come with a group of people. Yeah, extra. <laughs> we'll be at the bachelorette party that they're stripping for. I'm okay. so jealous. There's one extra in the original movie who, she was like the one who got the dance from Channing Tatum. And I was like, that's the best gig. Like she was an extra, but it was still the that. best gig. Yeah. You could, yes. I, will, I would do that. I think that's, <laughs> let's start that rumor okay. and then it'll happen. Manifesting. Then Manifesting. I'm, I'm, I'm just secreting into existence. Ladies, thank you so much for taking the time. I loved this movie, Housewives of the North Pole. It's on Peacock. I hope everyone watches it. I think like while you're baking, while you're wrapping your gifts, it's the perfect movie. And I hope you'll do more holiday movies for the Peacock. I'm so excited that they're doing this, their very first one. And I really hope next season there's more and more because I, I really do love it. And I'm I'm grateful and happy that you guys did it. Oh, that's oh so God, sweet. Thank you so it much. It really does give you all the holiday feels. It's such a feel-good movie. It really puts you in the mood. So I, we're really excited it's for just, people it's to happy. see it. It's happy. It's exactly. good. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Thank you, ladies. Thank and you Merry so Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas happy holidays. To you. 